Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of Gym Ramble. This is going to be part two of my fitness journey. I just wanted to quickly say a thank you to all the feedback about episode one. It is a little bit weird just talking about yourself for like 45 minutes on end and being like, is anybody going to care about this or listen to it all? Uh, But my hope was that you could take pieces of it and kind of apply it to your own life or journey and kind of feel not alone in whatever you're going through because odds are I have felt a version of that as well in my own journey. And we are going to continue that conversation today. So just a little recap where we left off. I uh, had just competed and I was struggling to put weight back on post-show and I had said goodbye to my coach who I believed was reverse dieting me way too slowly and I was losing even more weight and it was just a recipe for me being really frail and not strong and I just didn't really like how I looked and it was kind of a weird mind game for me because here I was way below my goal weight that I had spent like my whole entire like I had spent years of my life like trying to reach and granted like my goals changed and stuff throughout competing I did really look up to women who were strong in the gym and things like that but I had never gotten to a place where I was both confident in myself and happy with the amount of muscle that I had and happy with my relationship with food at this point it was like one of those things was always given up I could never be you know, somewhat lean and strong and have a good relationship with food where I wasn't super stressed or anxious about tracking macros. And that kind of came as a byproduct of always being in a bulk or a cut for like, what, four years, three years or whatever. So yeah, this, at this point I was pretty, uh, I was pretty just kind of done with it. I knew at this point that I was done competing. Like I was like this, I just want to be healthy for the sake of being healthy. I'm really excited to hopefully find a maintenance place where I can just chillax a little bit and enjoy the gym for what it is. And I think that this period of my life really shapes how I coach and kind of the message that I hope to provide to our clients and also just on Instagram as a whole is it's great to have goals and if physical goals are a part of your fitness journey. Like that's awesome. If you want to lose weight, if you want to gain muscle, if you want to look a certain way, I think that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but there needs to be a mental component as well. You can't wish for, you can't wish for a certain body or to look a certain way and think that it's okay if it's at the expense of your relationship with food, because I've been there, I've been lean, I've been, you know, really small and below my goal weight, quote unquote, or whatever. And still felt super just unaligned. And so both pieces of the conversation matter. And that's also why I talk so much about the importance of having goals outside of how you look and taking a break from dieting and enjoying the process for what it is at maintenance or in a growing phase. Because it's like that's really where you have appreciation for the journey as a whole. And that is where you find longevity in it all. So it really is me going through that is why I'm able to turn around and kind of preach this stuff or at least have that be a part of my main mission and why there's so much passion behind it. Um, that That's really why. But sorry, a little side tangent there. Getting back to my story. So at this point, I had graduated from undergrad and I took a semester off before doing 
an accelerated year of grad school. So my grad school was only one year long and I had that beginning of 2019 semester, that spring semester off. And this is the time when I came back to, or not back to, but I came to San Diego for the first time for an internship. And it was a three month long internship and I actually majored in accounting. So it was at a big four accounting firm in San Diego. I didn't know anybody. I knew a couple people in the fitness space just from Instagram, but I didn't really know a whole lot of people. And I was just really excited to leave Arizona for the first time. Arizona is obviously right next to California. So it wasn't that big of a culture shock, but for what it's worth, this was my first time living outside of my state. So I was really excited. I went there and if you know anything about Big Four Accounting, the January through March timeframe, which is where I had my, when I had my internship, that is busy season. And this is 2019. So this is before work from home was a thing for, you know, because of COVID. And so I went into the office every single day and yes, it was San Diego. Yes, it was so fun, but I worked 90% of the time that I was here because I worked and I was in the office from 9 a.m. to 9, 10 p.m. every single day. Uh, They didn't have the interns work Saturday or Sunday, so I had those off, but uh, I was in the office a lot and we ordered in food for lunch and dinner every single day. And I was the intern at the office, so I didn't really have any say in what we ate. Now, I had just, remember, come from a place of being super meticulous about my food and and tracking macros to the gram for so many years. But even at this point when I was, you know, kind of subconsciously scared to gain weight back and I was like, oh man, like I got to do this meticulously. Like I have to reverse diet perfectly. And now I'm thrown into a situation where I can't track macros to the gram, let alone have a say in a lot of my food choices, let alone have a lot of time to train right? Because remember, I'm at the office. I don't have time to get in 10k steps. I don't have time to train five days a week like I was used to. And I don't have time to eat the foods that I normally did. And so I was basically forced to grow in that environment because I was forced to just be facing my fears around food head first and kind of work through that and prove to myself that I didn't need to be in control of everything in order to move the needle. Because what happens is, what happened was I came out of that internship and I was in a great place with food. And granted, it was hard at the beginning and I did bring snacks to work, of course, and I found ways to get in my steps. And when I was able to train, like I was able to train hard and on the weekends and stuff like that. But for a majority of that time, it was me being completely thrown out of my routine and proving to myself that I could take a step back and control what I could, control my controllables. And so if you're in a phase of your life right now where you're unable to control certain things or you're just in a freaking busy season of your life, first of all, you're freaking awesome and you can do this, but take a step back and focus on what you can control and enjoy it and Use this as an opportunity to improve your relationship with food and your relationship with your fitness journey as a whole. Because if you live into extreme, if you live in extremes, this could probably be the best thing for you. And it really was for me. So that was kind of the food portion of it. But the training side of it, 
I had a couple friends here who, like I said, were in the fitness Instagram space already. And I had like, you know, I had my Instagram at this point too. And that's kind of how I met them. But we would meet up and train sometimes and they were so strong. And I just remember that was also kind of enlightening to me to be strong again and really prioritize that over how small I could stay or how lean I could stay or, you know, body checking and stuff like that. It was really about, hey, let's get strong. Let's eat well. Let's, you know, have a social life. I went out, you know, PB and all that stuff. And it was just really good for me in a lot of ways. And it wasn't the easiest and it I wasn't perfect, but that was kind of the beauty of it. Like I said, previously is it forced me to grow and I came back from my internship I went back to Arizona and I had this newfound appreciation for training and strength and I didn't even weigh myself in San Diego I didn't have a scale so it was just like a flip of a switch and it was really really what I needed was a new environment and that changed the game for me So then I come home and I'm faced with a new and different schedule change is I was going to a two week trip to Italy. Now, so freaking grateful. Like how amazing is it that my parents for my undergrad gift, literally my mom and I together went on a trip to Italy. I had so much fun. It was the best time and I am so incredibly grateful. But I would be lying if there wasn't a part of me that was a little bit like, oh my God, man. I just came out of this three-month hiatus of, you know, being in a routine. I was out of my routine for so long, and I'm coming back here, and now I'm going to go over to the land of pasta and pizza, and I'm not going to have a gym for two weeks, and I'm kind of being thrown into another realm of a really long time out of my routine. I just had become so confident in my ability to train strong or train hard and get strong and stuff like that, and now... I'm not going to have a gym for two weeks. Like, oh my goodness. Like, how am I really going to continue what I have going? And so it was, again, another situation where I had to be confronted with my relationship with training and simultaneously, again, my relationship with food. And I had to prove to myself that I could still enjoy not track macros and come back and be okay and freaking survive. And even though I think I should circle back and say, even though in San Diego, I did not have a lot of say in what we ate or what we ordered in, I still tracked the best I could every single day because I was holding myself accountable to reverse dieting and eating enough. And that was a big part of it. And I also think that that was kind of the compromise for myself with wanting some sort of control over my fitness journey and kind of what I was doing, but also understanding that when you're estimating every day, it's not going to be perfect, but something was better than nothing. Now, fast forward to Italy, I'm not going to track macros. And this is the first time I haven't tracked macros since 2016. 2016, every single day I tracked macros. And then we're at fast forward, we're in March of 2019, like literally so long. I I had like the largest MyFitnessPal streak ever. It was well over a thousand days. I don't even remember, but I just remember I hit a thousand days and I was like, oh my God, like, is this a problem? Like, I was like, oh, this is kind of a lot of days. Um, I vividly remember that. And then I broke that streak when I went to Italy. But um, yeah, 
But I went to Italy, had the best time, and I did so well with the not training and the food, and I was really able to enjoy, and it was just really great. And granted, you, you walk a ton, so I got like 30,000 steps a day or whatever, but that wasn't even on my mind like I thought it was going to be. And then I came home, and I sat myself down, and I had this conversation of like, wow, you just went to Italy, you came back, and you don't feel like crap, like you feel really good. And... I was excited to go back to the gym, of course, because that's just what I enjoy doing, but it never even came, it didn't come from a place of, oh, I need to go back to the gym so I can like look better. Like it was just like, oh, wow, I'm excited to go back. Like I enjoy the feeling of being strong. I kind of miss it. I'm excited to go back, like mental health and all that. And of course the physical benefits are there, but it was so far beyond that at this point. And I had just grown so much through that period of my internship and also through my per- that period of going to Italy that I came back and I was like, I'm not even going to track macros. I'm just going to cut cold turkey. I think I tracked for one week after Italy. And I was like, what am I even doing? I don't have a goal right now to grow and reverse diet and push myself. And I don't want to cut. I just really want to maintain and do what I'm doing. And at this point... I had gained weight back um, and I was higher than my stage weight again, of course. I I was at a good place and I felt good and I was like, I'm not going to track macros and I didn't. All of grad school um, till the beginning of quarantine. So that whole year, I was really just not tracking and then I started tracking a little bit on and off, but it was never to that point of like, super anxious like need to control everything because at that point when things opened up again like we would you know go out sometimes and enjoy going out to eat and I feel like I just really missed that uh in quarantine so I kind of felt like you know what I'm not even really focused on hitting my macros at this point and I was still just maintaining and like I said before that was really the first time that I had not been in an aggressive bulk or an aggressive cut or prep for that matter in so long since I started basically. So that was just really awesome. And at this point, I'm very grateful that I was able to push myself to have these new experiences and to identify what I wanted to work on and then do it. Like, okay, you're too anxious about macros. We need to, you know, get to a place where we're just intuitive eating. We're going to cut it off cold turkey. Great. Right. And that's not going to say like, oh, wow, I, you know, stopped tracking macros and everything was great. Like there were bad body image days. There were good, there were good body image days. There were times when I would look on Instagram and -and so-and-so's tracking or so-and-so has this goal. And I'm like, damn, should I be doing that? And I had discussed my whole intuitive eating journey on Instagram. And that was really when I started documenting more about what I was doing and not just like gym selfies and stuff like that. And I think it resonated with a good amount of people. And that's what made me really happy. And I felt really good about my decision. Um, But also because of myself, not because like other people were relating to me. But it did make it easier because I think it's easy to go on Instagram and look at what someone else is doing and feel like you need to be doing more or you're like wasting time if I was in a maintenance phase. But deep down, I know this is what I needed. So I'm very glad that I did it. And then, so where are we now in the timeline of things? August 2020, I moved to San Diego, right? I finished grad school and now I'm starting my full-time job 
out in San Diego at this point. I was coaching part-time on the side, just took a couple clients online. That's another story for another day. I'm going to talk all about my transition into coaching and stuff like that. But for the sake of this video, we're going to keep things fitness-based or this video for the sake of this podcast, we're going to keep things fitness-based. Um, 2020 was really hard for me because I had started my corporate job, work from home, coaching a couple clients on the side, and I was working 12 to 14 hours a day. Not an exaggeration. I think the, the shortest day, the shortest work day I had was 9 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Except for on Fridays, it was 9 to 5. And that to me was like the shortest day ever. And I worked Saturdays. Yeah, that was, that was a fun time. Oh, the joys of accounting. We love it. But anyway, again, I'll make a, a podcast all about my corporate adventures. But all that you guys need to know in terms of my fitness journey during this point was it was very hard for me to just train and feel good about my training because I was working so much. And I feel like that's why I can relate to clients who are working so much and don't feel like they can go to the gym or don't want to go to the gym or it's very hard for them to go to the gym because if you have a demanding job and you are also prioritizing your fitness journey, I just want you to know how proud I am of you because that shit is freaking hard because it is very easy to feel like your entire life is either at the gym or at your job and it's just hard to get up every single day and then in the winter it gets it it's so dark and cold and you're just like I don't want to do this and I got it done like I went to the gym at 5 a.m every single day and then I would work from 9 a.m to usually 9 p.m and then I would do a couple client check-ins I would also do client check-ins during the work day don't tell my work but it was work from home whatever uh, <laughs> oh we all saw how that worked out right so I'm, I'm glad I prioritized what I uh what I needed to but I did my client check-ins and I would go to bed and wake up the next day and do it all over again. And I cut back my training significantly. I still wasn't tracking macros at this point, but I was definitely being more lackadaisical in what I knew about food and what I knew my body needed. I just wasn't making very healthy decisions. And that type of work environment is just not healthy. Like I slept a lot less than I should have. I didn't eat a lot of, you know, nutrient dense foods like I did. But at the same time, I was just glued to my desk. So I felt like I just was not able to really cook and I didn't prioritize it. I lived with two roommates. Like it was just hard to get into the kitchen sometimes and just like cook and make what I needed to. And I don't know, I just had excuses for myself and it was just not the greatest. But there were months where it was a lot easier than others. And those months I really was able to progress. And again, we're in a situation where if you would have told me when I first started my fitness journey that I would have been going to the gym at 5 a.m., I would have looked at you like you were freaking crazy. Like in college, I remember someone went to the gym at 8 a.m. And I was like, why? Like, that's so early. Like, this is insane. And in college, I went to the gym at like 3 p.m. or like 11 a.m. Like, Ugh, those were the days, man, before I went to corporate. Um, but it was, I was able to prove to myself again, new routine, new set of challenges. I can still progress in my fitness journey. 
And it's really these seasons of life that we talk about so much because you're going to constantly evolve. And what you're doing in one season of life is not going to seamlessly transition into the next, but it doesn't mean that all hope is lost and you should give up on your fitness journey. You just got to transition and understand that sometimes the results are going to be slower because that time period, those nine months before I quit my job, granted, not a lot of time, right? Literally just nine months, but those were the longest nine months of my life. I cried every day. I don't, that's another topic for another day, but my mental health was just absolutely drained and not in a good place. And it was still COVID times, like it was just a mess. And so fitness wise, I wasn't really progressing. I feel like I definitely lost muscle during that time period because I was just not training hard, not prioritizing it again. Mental health wasn't in a good place. And I just felt really not a good place with my life. And I wasn't really focused on fitness as much. Like I really liked it as an outlet and I liked posting about it, but my life was my work. Um, and it was a work that I wasn't fulfilled doing. And the clients that I had on the side were the fulfilling, the fulfilling work that I was doing. So again, it was just not a good time period at all. And I quit my job of June, 2021. And at that point I was like, okay, I think I'm going to track again and I have more time on my hands. I have more flexibility. I don't have to work until 9 p.m. every night. I can live my life and with that comes more opportunity to grow and I just want to see where my food is at. Now, June was the summertime. So did I really stick to what I said I was going to do? Yes and no. I feel like I was just kind of loosely tracking, seeing where I was at, which was totally fine. But I kind of had this realization like, okay, I'm really proud of myself for breaking down these walls and proving to myself that I don't need macros and that I don't need to have a perfect schedule in order to make progress in my journey. But I am excited to do something again. And I was like, I feel like because of the gym shutdowns, because of my job situation, because of just other things happening, I did feel like I lost some muscle or at the very least I didn't gain any more. And I was like, I want to grow again. I want to actually grow. I'm in a good headspace. I want to track macros. And so in September of 2021, I hired Megan with Monarch Fit. And I was like, she's a friend of mine. I admire her. Let's freaking do this. Um, And I just wanted more guidance. You know, coaches need coaches. We always say that. And we're always going to be our own worst critic when it comes to how much we think we can handle, right? Especially if you're a type A perfectionist, a girly like myself. So I hired a coach, wonderful experience, still working with them today. Uh, But at that time period, so September 2021, I was like, all right, we're going to reverse diet and we're going to grow and we're going to gain some weight. And the last time that I had grown significantly with the intention to was that 2017 era I talked about in part one where I was putting on weight and I didn't like it. So was there still a piece of me that was thinking back to that time period and being like, oh, wow, the last time you weighed X amount, you didn't like how you looked. I would be lying if I said there was no part of me that thought that. But at the same time, remember how much of life I've gone through and how many reps I've put in the gym up until this point. It's safe to say that I felt like I would I was able to handle anything a lot more, but at the very least, I understood that whatever happened, it's not permanent, right? Like, it's not like, oh man, you're just gonna 
do you, you don't like how this, your physique looks, you just got to deal forever, right? At this point, I had gone through so many ebbs and flows in my journey that it just brought me a lot of solace and saying like, it's awesome to have goals and have your, having your actions and intentions align with your goals and seeing it come through is really awesome. And so that's just what I wanted for myself. And we did, we got my food very high. I think I started uh, at naturally, I was eating like 1800 calories when I was tracking, give or take. And then we worked up my food to 2500 calories in March of 2022. So fairly recent, very long reverse diet, very intentional training program. I was very happy with the strength that I had made. And I was happy to have that be the forefront of my goals again. Um, And I was still, you know, I had just started dating Nick in September 2021. So I was going out on date nights and I was going on vacations. I was doing all of these things. I was enjoying San Diego and I was still you know, making progress and reverse dieting and stuff like that. So again, you, you have the mixture of tracking macros, but also flexibility. And so I'm continuing to learn and continuing to grow and appreciate parts of my journey. And yes, I gained weight and I, I gained a lot of muscle as well. And a lot of, you know, just structure and yeah, I, I had bad body image days some days, but I think that I think back to when I weighed like a lot less right after competing and how I had horrible body image days then too. And so they don't affect me as much because I know they're just going to happen no matter what. I mean, if you think about body image, like I'm going to do a whole other podcast on body image itself. But if you think about it, you could have completely different feelings about your body in the same day. Like I've looked at myself in one mirror and been like, oh my God, I'm, I look so good today. And then I try on jeans in the dressing room and I'm like, breaking down and I'm like oh my goodness who is this like I what happened to 40 minutes ago like I thought I looked so good and it's just like the more reps that you take with your journey and just going through different phases of your life the it doesn't affect you as much as it once did like I promise you the scale fluctuations the body image fluctuations it's just you know it's just kind of a drop in the bucket because if you're if you have years under your belt in terms of like navigating this whole fitness thing, like it really is just like, all right, well, let's freaking train hard. Like, what are we going to do about it? Right? Like, let's hit our macros. Let's do what we got to do. And we have an end goal in mind that's a lot bigger than just what we look like in this one moment in time. So I reverse dieted and then I did a cut. And this was the first lifestyle cut that I've done intentionally without prepping. Because at this point, I just maintained a lot of a lot of the years because that's what I needed. And I cut and that was good. But honestly, I just cutting sucks. <laughs> cutting sucks. I was just like, yeah, I, I did lose um, some weight. I was still heavier than when I started my reverse diet, but I do have more muscle in my frame now. Right. So we have to remember that. Um, and I cut I was really over it in August of this year and then I reverse dieted but I had a lot of weddings I had a lot of vacations and so the reverse diet was a little dicey but I was fine with it and I was like you know what this is kind of choosing my moments you know we talk about that a lot it's not going to be perfect sometimes you just got to choose your moments and sometimes the moment is like I'm choosing to enjoy and I've been very structured since I would say October because we're getting into fall, I'm, you know, naturally business and stuff like that. Like I'm working a lot more and um, not having a lot of 
events to go to every single weekend. And so I'm definitely, and throughout that time period, I was definitely on point with my macros. And during my cut, I was very, very on point, but it was enjoyable, right? I still knew I have flexibility and tracking macros just made sense for me with my goal. And where I'm at now, I'm back eating, you know, close to 2000 calories a day. I feel really good. We're going to continue to increase food. And then I'm just going to go through another maintenance phase and I'm really happy. And I think there's an opportunity to continue to body recomp, of course, in a maintenance phase. And again, throughout these years, I've just picked up so much knowledge about training, about nutrition, but also just about what my own body needs and how, what I respond to. And I think that that is probably the best thing that you can do for yourself is just not even focus so much on perfection, but just focus on learning your body and learning what makes you feel good and learning about, okay, my body responds well to this or wow, I, you know, I got one bad night of sleep. My body reacts this way or, oh, wow, if I cut, you know, I have to get down to this amount of food or if I reverse diet, like this is how my body responds and it's going to ebb and flow as you move through your journey. But I just, you're going to feel so much more equipped the more that you navigate through this and how you navigate through it is by learning. So again, the real reason I focus on knowing the why and education and looking at the big picture, it's like, this is why, because if you told me, uh, in 2015, when I first, you know, discovered macro tracking that I would have to go through all of this, I would look at you and be like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Like that sounds stressful. It sounds like so much work and effort. And it's like, no, it was like, there were good days and there were bad days, but at the end of the day, we're here, we're feeling awesome. And I just feel really excited about what's ahead. Like, I just want to get stronger and I'm, I am going to track macros as long as it makes sense for, for me and what I'm doing. And I feel good about it mentally, but I have more free days and I have more date nights and I'm okay with that too, right? But um, I also think, you know, different conversation, but I think that practicing what you preach as a coach and what I give my clients is I definitely should be doing that myself. So I do track macros more often than not. And I do my workouts. I work out four to five days a week. I hit my step goal, I hit my water goal. I have those non-negotiables for myself, but I'm just excited to continue to ebb and flow because I think that, you know, we're just in a good spot. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is 30 minutes, not too bad. Yeah, let me know what you guys think, but I hope it gives you some peace of mind and where you're at now that things are gonna just continue to ebb and flow and whatever challenge or schedule change or different phase of life that you're in, you're going to be okay and you're going to make it through and not every day is going to be perfect, but that doesn't mean that you've just become someone who's not a fit person anymore or not into fitness, right? It's just like, Hey, this is where I'm at right now. These are the cards that I've been dealt and we're going to, we're going to move through it and we're going to give it our best shot and you're going to come out the other side and you're going to learn a lesson and you're going to feel good about yourself and yeah, just keep learning and growing and I love you so much if you made it this far and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.